Welcome again to Off The Map, the speed map podcast we put out here every week for Racing New South Wales. My name is Brad Gray, I'm with Lee Dalton again. Lee, we're going to go through a couple of the races, including the two Group 1s. Good afternoon, Brad. It's, uh, a, a, again, a good meeting at Ramwick, and, uh, Jesus, some intriguing maps again. Uh, there's a couple there that can go plenty of different ways, but we, we'll see what we can do as far as steering the punters into what we think is going to happen anyway. Yeah, generally I'll just pick out the main races and then we'll play around that, but today I've chosen a few which, you're right, there's a couple there where the maps are really important because there's a big clump of horses and it doesn't look to be a lot between them. Absolutely, and, and map's going to probably pan a lot out. We're going to get an improving track yet again after going up last week and then again we've had clear weather this week so that's yep. going to be vital as well and the map will play a big part as it always does. Yes, especially in this race. Race 2 is the first one we're going to look at the Rampant Power Formula. It's a benchmark 88 over 1200 metres. You've mapped this as fast early speed. Now doing the form for this race I found this a really hard race. You've got Tribal Wisdom as the early favourite, $5 a field, not surprisingly. As far as the map goes, how did you slot them in? Well, there's probably five or six horses that could lead any given day. Um, I've settled on Passage of Time from the Joe Pride stable, using Barrier 1 to go through and take it up. I just had a feeling with Chapelco, the stable mate, having the blinkers off, it's not going to be quite as aggressive today. Uh, there's a bit of a query there with Noble Joey, who if was to gain a run can definitely be in the leading trio you'd imagine however it's still an emergency piracy has to go forward to overcome that barrier we've seen charge at times show terrific speed uh, in winning the red anchor at mooney valley jump from barrier 13 of 13 and led all the way on that occasion so no surprise if charge was right there but i have settled on passage of time using that barrier to drive through and hold them out early yeah okay so no matter how you chop this race up there's going to be a genuine tempo no matter what happens there'll be the above average tempo in this race okay. without a doubt especially with a few of those drawn wide in piracy brotherly secret if it gains a run even a horse like problem solver i've got it running six seventh it's a really good gate horse and could be much closer than that if others don't wish to pursue the lead. The Snowden Import, uh, it's a horse we've seen trial a couple of times. We haven't seen it at the races yet. Uh, it looks a pretty speedy type. Morello? It does. looks to have really good natural speed. You generally look at these uh, UK visitors and you sort of stamp them as a little bit one-paced or not horses that are going to be up there at the 1200 you think they're going to get to a mile which this guy has been out to the mile in a uh, guineas there at Newmarket but I don't know if it's the Snowden factor or this guy's always possessed it but in the trial shown really good speed. Yeah one over a thousand metres you don't often see that for imports. Tribal Wisdom is the horse you've got just taking its medicine from the wide draw and going back. Especially with the good tempo here which will suit Tribal Wisdom I don't think there'll be any rush from the barrier drift back worse than midfield to find that cover and be the one closing off late. Alright, the Frank Packer Plate, over 2,000 metres, another race you've got mapped as being a, a fast early speed, that's not surprising given the established pattern of Geary. but who's she likely to have for company? Well, home wind definitely goes forward, one over the 2,000 metres at Kembla Grange at the most recent, before that was on pace at Kembla. Look, this can go two ways, someone's going to want to take a sit out of Geary and Graceful Glamour. I thought given Graceful Glamour led last time and dropped out, didn't run very well, they'd be more inclined to take a sit today, but that could be in the mind of Amangiri's connections as well. Oh, here's Graceful Glamour, it'll lead so we can sit off. Mm -hmm. So um, it's going to be interesting to see what pans out there. After those three, you haven't got a heap of pressure, but I just think they'll inject enough to make sure they do really run along in that early part just to establish their positions. Do you read in anything into the blinkers again for Graceful Glamour? It confuses me, if anything. Um, 
I, I don't know what to make of it. I looked at that run last time, obviously in a, in a very strong race, the Vinery Group 1, where Led and was gone before the turn. Hard to say what to make. Maybe back on top of the ground, a different horse. It's, it's interesting, but definitely early on is going to be crucial for this race. The two other key hopes as far as the market goes look to be out the back. The chosen one probably has no choice but to go back last. That's generally the Kiwis pattern and Cariff as well. Absolutely. The barrier means the chosen one goes well back here. Look, if there had been more tempo in that uh, Australian derby, I think the chosen one would have gone very close to winning it. Going to get the tempo one in this race here and going to be very well suited even though coming back a bit in trip. One I wasn't sure on is on the white turf. Drawn out in barrier 12, on pace winning at Hawkesbury last time over 1800. Before that at Kembla ran on from a, uh, a wide barrier, albeit in a small field. I assume they'll be conservative here from the wide draw if they run here, obviously engaged on Monday as well. Alright, uh, we're going to skip across to the JRA plate. Now this is a race similar to, to race 2 where I really wanted to drill down because it's again a it's an assignment with a lot of a lot of chances. Um, Five dollars the field. This race may be a little bit more suited to those on pace, though, given that there's probably not a clear cut leader. I believe so. Like uh, Takamuchi Waterhouse Bot, you think, oh, yep. it's just your leader. But coming to last start, when a field of six, where it was able to lead all the way, it wasn't your real stamped leader. But I'm sure the seed will be planted now that uh, we go best when leading. Yep. Barrier 14, Adam Hieronymus, that's a signal that's going to be all systems go going forward. Satano Raisin, Chris Waller's import, look, he's first up, but it was only a 12-week spell. There's residual fitness there. He'll be going forward. Uh, Emperor's Way does no work to box seat from the barrier. Mossendale, the intention was to be closer last time in a race that looked like there was no speed, but the young kid just couldn't get it to go early. Uh, maybe they've managed to inject a bit of speed into it since that last run. McQuery, uh, two runs back over the 1500 metres, now steps to 2000, draws a barrier. I expect they'll utilise that barrier and be racing forward to midfield here. Yeah, I think you're right with Satana Reason. You go through his form and it seems to be the making of him since they've started to ride him on the pace. So it'd certainly be no surprise to see it spear across and then the rest just settle in. In, in behind there. We're going to have a look at the two group ones now. The first of those is the Champagne Stakes, over 1,600 metres. No real surprises here, but what I'd like to get from you is what this shape looks like for your Loving Gabby and your Castelvecchios. Loving Gabby, it looks like a really nice map. I don't think they'll go too hard here. I think they'll find their positions. Uh, Danny O'Brien's Melbourne visitor, Lady Lupino, it'll lead these from barrier two. It matched motors with Cheerleader, who of course we saw last week mm. here running in a much shorter course race than this and was able to lead horses like Kiyomichi. So Lady Lupino spears through. Drawn too good, I don't know if it was by design last time, but ended up outside the leader, fired up then and got racing. Probably no option here but to go forward. I've got Prince Fawaz a lot closer today from the Anthony Cummings stable, mm. to boot over 1200 at Gosford. Uh, began awkwardly, went back off a wide draw, now steps to a mile. Go back to the trial before the debut, and it was right there in a 740-metre trial, so I expect it to be on pace, and I think Loving Gabby can camp right behind those. Gabby's drawn seven. The two others I've got going forward are drawn eight and nine. She can just track across with them, and it looks a perfect map in the probably 
one out two back position. Okay, and for Castelvecchio, I know that, that Josh Parr is maybe a little bit optimistically thinking that Castelvecchio can set a little bit closer. Given 1,600 metres first time, the tempo is not going to be uh, your jump and run 1,200 metres like he's been used to in the past. Yes. Do you buy into that? Do you think he can be a little bit closer? or I don't. I, not for a moment do I question Josh's uh, horsemanship <laughs> or yeah. his, his form ability, but in my eyes, this horse needs to settle well back. I think right from the get-go, it'll be ran off its feet mm-hmm. to an extent, and I can see it settling worse than midfield with, in a best-case scenario, two or three runners behind it. Okay. You've got Crystal Falls out the back there. She was a bit tidy away in the sizes. She was. I that the blinkers come off. The blinkers come off, wide draw, not much choice but to go back there. Um, Fortress Command is a horse that gets the blinkers first time and ran well in the Bellevue last time behind Bellevue Hill from a long way back. Should be able to use barrier one here and be in an off-pace position. Okay, the all-age stakes, the second group one on the card. Now this this race changed complexion uh, when the Godolphin team decided to go for the Hallmark with Home of the Brave. Um, Average early speed, I imagine it would have been quite fast if, if he was there, but how does it set up without him? I believe now we have Manuel who steps back up in distance after dropping back to the 1200 of the Star Kingdom last time. Previous to that, it led at its uh, three starts prior in Melbourne and so a couple of those races at a good tempo. So Manuel's your leader here regardless. La Romaine gets the blinkers first time. Barrier 14, doesn't seem to be many options there but to get up outside the leader. If you go back to the Futurity in Melbourne, it was uh, Manuel who led with La Romaine sitting up outside the leader on that occasion from a wide barrier. I think they're the two settling in front. Champagne Cuddles steps back up to 1,400, better draw than in the TJ Smith. I think can box seat here quite easily. Next you have Cedric Quebec, Malaguera. Cedric Quebec got a further back in the Doncaster than I anticipated, but if we go back to the Crystal Mile and the spring at Mooney Valley was able to lead on that occasion uh, unsuccessfully, but I think they'll be very positive here from the wider draw. Yeah, Low Remain is an interesting one because he's, there's a bit of a precedent there. He's, of course, finished second in this race the last two years. He generally strikes it deep into his campaign. He's drawn the outside gate now in all three and he's just gone straight bang, sat outside the leader. So that certainly looks the case again here. As far as the the import here goes, or the, the international runner, I should say, Dubai, yes. how did you map him? Uh, worse than midfield from the draw, but could easily be in a midfield position. Uh, I got it horribly wrong last week with uh, Charlie Appleby's horse. Doobie. I was looking for I him. I think a lot of us did. Yeah, I was looking, where is he, third, fourth, fifth? No, back to second, second half of the field, nowhere. Yeah. Um, so I've sort of... I've gone half a dozen, one six the other here, and said midfield, off midfield, around about. It is a bit of a tricky draw. I think the stable mate or ownership mate, that is, uh, Osborne Bulls, yeah. barrier one, 1,400 metres, won't be giving away the starts that we've seen a few times this preparation. Could even hold a spot as close as midfield here from a better barrier and with only an average tempo. If there is a horse we're looking for potentially change of tactics, could it be Malaguera? Is he the one that's drawn wide that could potentially throw a spender into the works for the two up front? Or you imagine he's kind of... He's the one that's probably going to be stuck in no man's land. I think no man's land. He was able to utilise a good barrier in the uh, Futurity last time and raced right behind the speed. Mm. Uh, barrier 5. Notable there, no knock on Damien Lane, but Ben Mellum's got a real affiliation with Malaguera. Rode him for nearly every start, I'd imagine, for the Team Galagotis. He's obviously out injured. If Ben was on, maybe I could see it a different way, but I think... Even though 1,400 metres, I think the others will be able to get across. All right, the last race we're going to talk about is the Hallmark Stakes. This is where Home of the Brave 
is resuming before heading up north for a couple of races. You've got him leading this race? I think can definitely lead. First up in the Ori Star back in the spring was able to lead. They didn't fly there, it was a field of seven, but on his trials, he'd gone up there and been on pace without being put under any pressure, so the lead will be there if he wants it. The alternative, if he doesn't want it, will be Music Magnate can kick up from Barrier 1 and hold it. But I say Music Magnate slots in behind those two with Easy Eddie coming across. Eddie steps back up to the 1,200 now after a couple of runs at 1,100. Have to, from that wide draw, be pretty aggressive early and try and get outside the leader here. Yeah, I don't think it's a bad map for Eddie. He'll just slide across and sit out. Uh, Hover the Brave. So he's a horse that I think is better as a momentum kind of horse. Yep. Um, so obviously you, you agree with that, having him out in front there. He's, his worst run so far from receiving him was in the Rupert Clark where he was just cluttered up in between runners then after sitting the sprint. That's not really his go. There wasn't really the ping there, there wasn't. So as opposed to uh, in the Theo Marks where Glenn really let him go and roll yeah. along and just ran them into the ground more or less. So I assume that'll be the play here first up. A couple of other quick ones we'll touch on. Both Godolphin as well. Trekking uh, might be a little bit closer. Yes, yeah, so I run there and Viridine tucks in behind as well. Second up, I've got tracking a lot closer, uh, but that's not completely out of characteristic for him. If we go back, he won at Randwick over the 1200, sitting off pace, then went down to Caulfield and contested the Testarossa and sat in an off pace position, so no great dramas there. Viridine's probably the one that we've known as a get back horse. Uh, but if you look at a lot of those runs where Viridine's got back out of its ground, it's drawn off the track, like in the Goodwood last year, drew barrier 20 behind Sandra Anna Lane, um, drew wide-ish in a McEwen Stakes behind Nature Strip. Barrier 5 here, uh, not a breakneck tempo by any means, I think can hold a spot midfield for sure. All right, perfect. That'll do us out for for today and for and the carnival. For the season, yes. Yeah, Thank yes. You. So we'll be back um, what, over the spring? We'll be back I'm in the sure. spring, the Everest, the Epson. Uh, I'm sure you'll be having ones. a freshen up somewhere. You've got your holidays booked. Uh, I think I'll punch through this winter, I will. All righty. All right, thanks for listening, guys, and uh, make sure you uh, tune back in next time. Thank you very much. Bye. Well played.